I think that's the, that song was the perfect prayer to segue. Yeah. The power of community, of togetherness. Now, I'm just going to open with admitting Andy and I picked this text and neither of us really like this text because it's not a fun text. But it's one that we wanted to address, even though both of us will readily admit that we don't understand the full meaning the full meaning of it. Um, last summer, I worked as a chaplain at a hospital. And two of the floors I was assigned were oncology and ICU. Those floors were hard. There was a lot of anger. There were a lot of questions, a lot of tears. There were some miracles, and there were a lot of goodbyes. When people would find out that I was the chaplain, they, of course, would come to me with questions. I never really had the right answer. There was one patient in particular whom it it was really hard for me to visit with her but it was also hard for me to leave her because her family kept a persistent rotation in her room, begging her to have the right kind of faith so that God would take away her cancer. And they just wouldn't let up So they were, of course, referring to these verses from James. Are any among you suffering? Pray. Are any cheerful? Sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? Call for the church elders and have them pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will will raise them up. They asked me to pray over her and anoint her. They asked all the other chaplains to pray over her and anoint her. They kept saying, have the right heart, have the right words. They couldn't understand why she was on the verge of death and wouldn't do anything. That's what they thought. This text from James isn't easy. It is painful, especially for those of us who have lost loved ones, no matter how hard we prayed and no matter how hard they prayed. You know, we... We ask the questions of God, where was the healing promised? Where is the justice in this? Why God? Why? We ask these questions because we, we have to know, we, we don't understand when we read this text 
The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. We've heard the stories, we've all heard stories of people somehow miraculously healing and it's unexplainable. But then most of us know more stories of people not healing. So what do we do with this verse? There are two things I want us to think through together. And it's not going to stop being in conversation today. It's going to keep going. And those two things are prayer and healing. So let's first talk about healing. With, when the verse says, the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up, most of us think healing. Most of us probably think physical healing. But healing isn't just one thing. Healing can mean healing, ultimate healing, after you're resurrected, which comes after death. Many Catholic churches look at this verse as a sign to go and anoint those who are about to die as a blessing before they pass on. But physical healing does happen. We can't deny that. We've seen it. We've heard the stories. But healing can also be spiritual. That place of coming to peace. I knew that woman in that hospital bed, despite what she told, despite what her family heard, she was at peace. She, she would tell me, I'm still angry. She was in her thirties. She would say, I'm still angry, but I have peace with God now because I've let him know that I'm angry. She found her own peace. She found her own spiritual healing. For others, sometimes it's relational healing. Making amends with your family, with your friends, with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Not letting things hold us apart. Healing is something that we as the church can get so focused on the physical that we forget the, the bigger picture. Or sometimes we get healing confused with curing. Curing is about physical results. Curing is what doctors hope for. Last week, I, I talked about the Patch Adams clip where he argues before a medical board against indifference. And he says that doctors have to stop just treating the disease. Where you win or you lose. That's curing. He said you have to treat the person. Where you win no matter what. When you treat the whole person, the physical 
the spiritual, the relational. That's where healing takes place. Healing. But sometimes we as a church, when people come to us and they say their needs, they say what they're suffering from, they, and we know that they need healing. The easy thing for us to do sometimes is to quote scripture, to give them that 10 step, this is how you feel better process. Or we do something at the beginning and kind of forget about it. Because healing can be an uncomfortable thing for us. Because healing is relational. Healing involves us knowing someone. Healing involves us listening. Healing can bring out the emotions in us. And healing takes time. It isn't direct. It isn't easy. And sometimes the process seems like it will never end. Brene Brown wrote that, so often the church wants to be an epidural. We want to be that quick pain release or pain reliever. That's what we want. We just want to be there for a little bit, help take away their pain and go. She says, that's not what we're called to do to heal. To heal, we're called to be a midwife, to be willing to sit with someone through the pain and discomfort, through the mess, and not go anywhere. That is healing. That is the work of the church. To sit through, no matter what the outcome may be. But for James to get to healing, whatever that healing may be, you start with prayer. So what is prayer? It's a conversation with God. It's, it's a plea for help. We're giving thanks. Prayer is James's go-to. But more importantly, as Ants was saying, it's community. It's prayer in community. It's those people you know and love holding you up. Prayer in community is one of the best things about being a Christian. Because it reminds you that you're not alone. Prayer and community is that foundation where if you're joyful, you bring your songs of praise and the community sings them with you. And it builds up and it gets louder and louder. And it might be a light 
for someone else's darkness. Prayer and community is coming to a place where you know you will never have to bear your burden, your darkness, your sickness alone. Prayer and community is how we survive. There's a story of a pastor, I think in North Carolina, who went to go visit a parishioner who was dying. And, and he talked with the parishioner some, and finally he said, can, can I pray for you? He said, of course. Then the, the pastor said, how can I pray for you? And the man looked at the pastor and said, if you want to pray for me, pray for the church. Because the man was leaving behind his wife and his son. And he said, pray for the church that they be a family for mine. Pray for the church that my wife would never know what it's like to feel like she has no support system when I'm gone. Pray for the church so that my son, as he grows up, has a male role model and that he has someone to play basketball with him every now and then. Pray for the church because that's what my family needs. Prayer and community. The power of that prayer. The healing that comes from that prayer is that widow and son never knowing that they were alone. The power of prayer and community, the healing that comes is people knowing that they always have a place to come. And even when it feels like God may not be hearing their prayer, they know that someone else is. And they know that someone is praying for them. And that right there is how God continues to be alive to them in the midst of darkness. Prayer can be frustrating when we do it alone. When we hold it in. But prayer and community, it is how we survive. It is how we heal after every bit of brokenness that we endure, after every loss, prayer and community is how we know that God is alive. It's saying to one another, let me be your shelter. I'll never leave you all alone. I can be the one you call when you're low. 
Let me be your fortress when the night winds are driving on. I can be the one to light the way and bring you home. And when you call and need me near, saying, where'd you go? I'm right here. And on those days when the sky begins to fall, you're the blood of my blood. We can get through it all. We will never be able to fully understand this verse from James of what this healing, what this raising up means. Is it raising up after, after death and the resurrection? Is it physical healing? Is it relational healing? Is it spiritual healing? We'll never understand, and that's okay. Because the part I want us to focus on is the fact that healing can come for each of us. When we come to this community and ask for prayer, And then God's light will find a way to us. Will you please pray with me? Lord, in the midst of darkness, you come to us. But sometimes it's hard to hear. Sometimes it's it's hard to see. But may you give us the strength and the courage to come to this community of believers and be reminded that we aren't alone, that healing will come somehow, even if it's not what our heart might most desire. You are there. So may you give us boldness to ask for prayer. Amen.